about to hear a life-changing message preached at Revival International Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, the Bible says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay preaches about the importance of work. Work is better than rest. It is a blessing to be able to work. God created us to work with Him. So let us listen into this anointed word and join God's workforce and get the blessings that are beyond working for just ourselves. Be blessed. Touch us all. Speak through me, Lord. Speak to me first. May the word be in my heart so that it will bring life. We thank you. We bind every force of Satan. Amen. And we declare freedom for your word. Amen. Your anointing. Yes. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Oh, say hello to three people. One for God the Father, one for God the Son, one for God the Holy Spirit. I didn't say beat your spouse. I saw someone just slap the spouse. I mean, if you have some set scores to settle in the house, don't bring it to the church home. Somebody just beat the husband when I said it. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Oh my goodness, what a church. What a church. Isabella, you need to apologize to your husband for that hard hit. It's just like the film stars. We're just joking. The way they carry that man, I was even scared that he would hit his head against it. And then at the door, did you see him almost hit? Spencer was so scared. <laughs> but that was a good one, don't you think? Clap for the film stars. Clap for the film stars. Amen. For those who didn't know, that's the story of Joseph in the book that we're studying, Genesis. All right? So they're going to be picking passages in the Bible, the book that we're studying, and going to act it out for the word to come alive. Some of the word alive. So that's David's story. I mean, Joseph's story. And I believe that you go back and read it. Genesis Bible Challenge. We're in chapter number 10. All right, so in case you have not started, um, the statistics are going against you. Because the statistics say that only 32, only 12% of believers who come to church <clears throat> read their Bibles regularly. Who are those 12 people? Are you here? Every day you read your Bible. Don't, don't add lies to your problems. Alright? So, 12 people. How many will sincerely say that you read your Bible every day? Lift up your hand. Every day. So, you see, it's 12 people. Oh, you're starting today. <laughs> now you're asking me, starting when? And then it is believed that, so 12 people, it was confirmed. You can see that. It is believed that 34 people, 34% of all church-going Christians read their Bible sometimes. Sometimes. How many of you read your Bible sometimes? Sometimes. Good. 
And the last one is even more scary. That 42% of Christians read their Bibles at all. Yeah. Only 42% of Christians read their Bible. Some, in a way, read their Bible. I mean, 58% of Christians don't read their Bible at all. <clears throat> yeah, Christians. I mean, not, I'm not talking about Bible, Sunday Bible. That at home. 58, most Christians don't read their Bibles at home. Who are those 58%? Who oh, you don't read your Bible at all. I'm sure you will not lift your hand. But they are here. Okay, so at least we have one sincere person. He doesn't read his Bible at all. There are certain things you should not be happy you lift your hand. <laughs> it should just come with a smile and a confession. Everybody close your eyes and confess to the Lord. Lord, it's me, but I won't tell them. I'll tell you. Because it's between me and you. Tell the Lord. Oh, I'm serious. Confess to the Lord that this statistics will change from now. Between you and I, I will do better. I'll read them my Bible regularly. I will join the 12% and make it 20, 30, 40, 50. In Jesus' name, amen. But it's a very sad statistic. Amen. It's just like we're all in the house and there are a group of people who don't want to hear from their father. Yeah. And most of these 50-something Christians pray. It means when they need something, they want to go to the father. But they don't want the father to have anything to do with their lives. Most Christians are into God, but God is not into them. I'll say it again. John chapter 15. John chapter 15 from verse number 1. You'll be surprised. I am the true vine. Anyway, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser or the husbandman. Okay. Then keep going, verse 2. <clears throat> now watch this. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, it takes away. Sometimes Christians who leave Christianity is not because the devil did anything, but they did something. They became unfruitful. When you become unfruitful, you backslide. You lose your place in the kingdom. It's the truth. Okay? You lose your place. And God takes you away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes or purges so that it may bear more fruit. Tell somebody, I'll bear more fruit. So prune me, Lord. Now let me tell you what leads to that. Verse 3. You are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Do you see that? The word of God cleans you. The word of God actually prepares you. The word of God sets you up for fruitfulness. And that's the thing that most Christians don't want to associate with. Did you know that when the devil came to the garden, the thing he came to deprive Adam and Eve was, was the word? He didn't come to take them out of the garden. He says, if I can take the word from you, you will leave the garden. You take it away. So he came to put questions on God's word, cause them to doubt God's word and to reject God's word. Has God indeed said? 
Does it, his word, is it important? And they rejected the word. Little did they know that rejection of the word means rejection of God and rejection from the garden takes away. But you're already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. If you keep the word, the devil does not like clean Christians. And cleaning does not come with oil that is poured on you. Does not come with prayer. It comes with the word. Believe me, a worthy Christian word is a clean Christian. It's not the amount of tongues. It's the amount of word in you. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. The more you read the Bible, the more you are clean. Now watch the next verse. Abide therefore in me and I in you. Now watch this. What does that mean? That stay in me and I will stay inside of you. There are some homes that you go. The children are the parents are into the children, but the children are not into their parents. They don't like their parents. Yeah. But the parents are doing everything for the children. Meanwhile, the children hate them. Just like Joseph's, um, Jacob's children. Jacob was all about them, but they didn't like. Only Joseph was into the father. Now, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear any fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Now he's explaining abide in me and me in you. The next verse. Verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Verse 6. Now watch verse 6. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and withered and they gather and throw them into the fire and they are burned believe me Christians who don't read their Bible they backslide easily I'll tell you again Christians who don't read their Bibles they backslide easily because you are not walking in the obedience of the Lord the devil can, doesn't even have to worry about anything he would tell you he will do because you don't have the word of God. Adam had the word and had told Eve, but Eve rejected the word through the devil's convictions and the devil's insinuations. Now verse 7 is what you should take home. If you abide in me and my wife's words abide in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. In other words, you that prays without the word, your prayer would be far better if you can have the word. Don't just stay in the church. Don't just stay as I'm a Christian. But let God stay in you. He said, God says, I am the word. My words are bad. You will ask. It means your prayer. People who have the scriptures, your prayers get answered like that. Now, Joseph, he had the words of his father. But the other brothers rejected the word of the father. Therefore, Joseph was treated with favor. Clothes of many colors. Anything he wanted, he got. It's like that. That is what that means. 
He says, if you abide in me and my words, most Christians don't read the word. Most Christians have, it's, it's just that I have to go to church. That's why they come. But most Christians don't, they wonder, is God alive? Is he real? That question will stop coming if the more you, the word you put inside of you. Because God will become so real. He will live inside of you. Is the word. So 58% of Christians and perhaps 70 have doubts about God. And it's only because they have rejected his word. Satan caused them to reject the word and they started having doubts about God. That was the day they didn't have anything from God. They had everything in the garden from God because they are both in his word. You shall ask whatever you desire. They lack nothing until they rejected the word. And they soon were thrown outside of the garden. And now they had to fend for themselves to the point where even clothes they didn't have. They sewed whatever, fixed, and they covered themselves in the trees. And God said, oh, you are, who said you are naked? And they said, oh, we heard your voice. I said, how did you know you were naked? We hid ourselves. How did you know? Have you eaten of the fruit? Yes. Eventually, God had to clothe them and give them ideas how they should eat because the food in the garden was gone. Now they had to fend for themselves. A lot of the things you struggle with, God wants to give them to you. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you whatever you desire. The Father's good pleasure, for sure. Anybody who is into God's word, not just to read it to get into you, but to do it, you will have this testimony. For sure. I challenge you to read your Bible every day. And don't read it just for notes. Read it to say, what is God telling me to do? You will love the Bible. Your prayers will be answered. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Not your, sometimes we read the words abide in our tablet, but not in us. Our tablets, phones, and notebooks are more spiritual than us because they contain more word than the word in our heart. Yeah. If Siri could tell me what you wrote, Siri would tell me anything about the word because you wrote it down. But you who wrote it for Siri will not be able to tell me. It's not good. And it shall be done for you. All right? Let me surprise you. What changes Christians? Isaiah chapter 9 verse 8. It says, The Lord sent a word. No, 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 no. New King James is wrong. King James. Against Jacob? No. Into Jacob? Yes. How, how did that happen? See, the Lord sent a word into Jacob. Then the New King James says, Against Jacob. Hey, we should watch the versions we use, huh? This is very different from what the Bible is saying. The Lord sent a word into Jacob and it lighted upon Israel. When the word, God sends a word and it enters into you, it lights, it brings light and it changes you from Jacob to Israel. Do you know the difference? Jacob is the supplanted thief, the deceiver. The old self. Many Christians are not changed by the light. 
Because the word is not into them. When God sends his word and it's not into you, you will never change. You will still be Jacob. Jacob the thief, supplanter, deceiver is still Jacob. But when the word entered him in that dream and in that encounter with God, Jacob was lighted up. The light of God. Remember when God sent his word, the thing that makes the word work is light. The word is light. The first word, in the, God said, let there be light. And there was light. Without light, the word can... So when the word comes, the first thing is that it lights you up and changes you from Jacob to Israel. Jacob means thief, supplanted thief, um, deceiver. Israel means the child of prince royalty of God. God wants to take ownership of you and whatever is associated with you. God wants to bring you into the garden. The thing about the garden compared to what is outside the garden is that the garden is the kingdom. God is king in that domain and his word rules. That's why when we pray, we said, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is his will? His word. When the kingdom of God has come, his will will be done. When God is king over your life, his word is what you will use to operate your life. I have decided to operate my life with the word. When I read the Bible, I'm asking, what does God think about my behavior? That's why I still preach to you. The word entered, God's word sent into. Please, let the word go into. Don't say I have a Bible. Don't say I have the word. Bible even told the Israelites, don't, don't just say that I have a father. Prove it by the things you do. The word was sent into Jacob. Into Jacob. Someone say into. In fact, change your Bible and write into Kayla, your name. You know, no, I'm serious. Change it. Change it. Write uh, by, by Jacob in your Bible. Kayla. Write Devonia. Like Spencer. Yeah. No, no, write, write it down. Don't have a Bible. Write it. I'm serious. Look in your Bible. Open your Bible. Even in church that they said only 12%. You are not opening in church too. I'm very serious about this. The Lord sent a word into Jacob. If God can pump word into you, it will light up and you will change from Jacob. Your new name will be Israel. Israel means God's version of Jacob. Everybody here, you have a version that God wants you to be. Adam was the original version before Satan came. And when the Spirit of God comes, it changes you from the old nature to this new version that God wants. God's plan for you is far better than your plans for yourself, than the plan of your parents, than the plan of your boyfriend, than the plan of your lecturer. He uses those plans to actually bless you. And it starts with the word inside of you. It lights you up. How many want to be, if you were Jacob, you really, you were called thief, supplanter, deceiver. How many wants to re remain deceiver, thief? How many of you? Give me a wave if you want to remain that. Okay, how many want the light of God to make you Israel, the prince of God? Give me a wave. Oh, give me a wave. Give me a wave. Good. It will happen to you in Jesus' name. I said it will happen to you in Jesus' name. Transformation. The Jews, they used this from the childhood. They pumped the scriptures into the children. 
No wonder they are great when they grow. They are the world's richest Nobel Prize winners, Guinness Book of Records, I mean skyscraper owners, financial institution owners. Do you know why they killed the Jews during um, Hitler's time? They owned the banks. All the money belongs. I mean, everybody owed them. They couldn't pay. Yeah. They said the final solution of all these problems is just to clear them. And they won't owe anything. They call the final solution. Yeah. The economy is going down. These people, our money is, is they clear them. Yeah. I can assure you, God wants to transfer a lot of blessing to you. That's why Satan's main agenda, I'll tell you, main, when he came to the garden, he did not kill Adam and Eve. He did not take their food, anything. He just operated directly. The word should not enter you. Please, not the word. That's all he attacked. The only thing he attacked is the word. The only thing, all Christians, your most difficult relationship with God is in the word. I can assure you, not prayer. Not prayer. You will pray one hour, two hours, Christians, but you will not read the word. In this world, I can assure you, if you are struggling to read the word, that is how the satanic world was made to be. You have to fight to overcome it and gain your identity. This guy, Jacob, fought. He wrestled through the night before he got access to a transformation. He says, what is your name? Jacob. Because you have overcome. Everybody will have to overcome the struggle. Like Jacob, before you become Israel, I can assure you. Yeah. And the powers of darkness will fight you. But you've got help. Once you battle through, when God wants to access you, you have to fight for access. Jacob says, bless me, bless me before you go. If you don't bless me, I won't stop fighting. You will have to fight until, you know, your, the word of God is ready and regular routine in your life every day. It's a good fight. The Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Octavio, you will not need anybody to help you in immigration. I'm going to show you. God is planning a great package for you. Don't be worried about anything. I'm telling you. Say amen. Don't be worried. All you need to do is to align yourself with his plan, his words. When I align myself with my father's instruction, my fees are paid. My parents told me, you know, one time a parent told me, my children say they need their space. I should give them space. Yeah. And a parent told, asked me, when my child says, give me my space, and I have to give me my space, what do you tell them? You know what I answered? I said, you tell them you have no space in this house. It's my space that you are in. Yeah. You have no space in this house. You are borrowing my space, and you dare ask me to give you your own space. You are nuts. Most parents are not strong enough. You don't command the children. That's why they rule you. And they will rule you until a police has to fight for you. Children in America, if you don't win, they, the police will have to help you. God forbid. Win the battle now. You have to. You have no space. I told the parents, you are the problem. You have given too much space. They lock you. Don't come to my room. Don't come to my room. 
Get out and find that room I can't come to. Get out now. I've thrown my child out before. Yeah. Yes. And I told them, you will never win in this house. I am in charge. There's a reason you are called a minor. Yeah. Minor. I'm the major. I am the major. You are the minor. Yeah. You are the minor. If you're a child, you better hide. You are the minor. Sit down. Restroom. Okay. I thought you were going to hide. No, no, seriously. Listen. And I told, and I told the I told the parent there should be no passwords. No password. My child, no passwords in any device. What are you hiding? What are you hiding? Whatever you are hiding is about to destroy you. I am the major. If you have a password in my house, you are on your own. Have your password, but no school fees, no food for me. I am passwording the food too. Yeah. I am passwording the food. The day Adam and Eve sought their own space, say, I give you your space, but you also not eat from the garden. That's God. That's God. That's God. That's God. That's God. That's my God. That's my God. No password. And I also don't put any password on my devices. Because you sometimes, the parents, the things you hide, why are you hiding them? I don't, no passwords in my house. No passwords. And if the children, I've told the parents, I can collect any phone at any time to see what they're doing. Yeah, I can collect any phone any day. And we've discovered things that they have surprised the parents. And I've helped the parents to navigate them well back to normalcy. Those children are precious. If the devil wants to disturb you, it doesn't, it's not your job that's going to be a disturbance. I'm telling you. It's not, your spouse's problem is not a problem. When your children go wayward, you go bonkers. Bible says a foolish son is the calamity of his father. Nothing disturbs a parent more than a child who is going the wrong way. Nothing. Nothing. Husbands, you can get a new husband. Oh yeah, job, you can get a new job. Money, you can get a new, even, you can even move. But a child, you can't stop. You see, sometimes you see parents, the child is misbehaving and they are still around it. You see that this parent is crazy. Why is it? Because they can't do much about it. They have to be with the child. The prodigal son came, and then the father still hugged him. I said, this guy, what is wrong with him? But that's just the nature of parents. They love. They love. They love. But love can be tough. And tough love is biblical. Yeah. Even God says, chastise, whip, discipline your child while there is hope. At a certain point, there's no hope. You want to now chastise at 19, they'll beat you. They will beat you. Now they've changed from minor to major. When they get to major, you're wrong. They will majorly beat you, I tell you. I tell you. Because instead of investing in the Bible, you invested in Nikes. Now the Nikes are kicking you. I shouldn't say it. You 
refused to get your word into that child and you allowed internet word social media word most parents don't speak to their children the most important part about you to your child is not your money Chavis is not your money down with your money it's your words 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 oh yes I speak to my children I speak to them I speak to them I speak to them let it enter let your words even if you were a fool as a child when you grow up the foolishness goes away only you've been punished for so long so your words are better than your children infuse it infuse it infuse it even when they are two years and spank them spank them till they feel the pain and spanking I don't mean massage I mean spank I'm so, oh, sorry 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 spank them and ouch is a very good sign ouch is a very good sound clap for Jesus ouch especially when it comes with tears just don't abuse them use a whip use a what's it called a switch is allowed any police will tell you Kevin is here they allow it oh yeah just don't use shoes and all these knives and things like that. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. My children have been spanked properly. One day, my children saw a mark in my back. That was a scar. I said, oh, my father spanked me. And then they went and they came back. I said, Daddy, you remember the scripture you told us? It said, foolishness is bound to the heart of a child, and the rod of correction will send it far from him. And I said, I remember the scripture. I said, ah. Now I know why you're a doctor and a pastor. I said, why? He said, that because the foolishness came out of here. <laughs> out of here. So, mommy, you should want me to spank you before you become major. Say amen. Now I'm serious. Only she hasn't gotten to that level of foolishness to do. <laughs> yeah. The first time I screamed, she was shocked. She was dizzy. I screamed the word into her. You know, there's not only the rod of correction in the Bible. It's, that's why Proverbs chapter 22 is there. But there's a rod of the mouth. It's also in Isaiah chapter 11 verse 4 or 5. The rod of the mouth. He will chastise you with the rod of his mouth. You should speak words to pain them. One time my father told me, my brother was there, I was here. He said, he told me, see, you're very intelligent in school. He told me. I said, yes, thank you. I clapped my, for myself. He said, your brother is not as intelligent in school. He said, good. So I've been doing better. He said, well, let me tell you something. He's wiser than you. He has wisdom. You have knowledge. He will do better than you if you don't change your ways. The thing went deep into me. I said, in spite of all my schooling, I, have, I lack wisdom. And I did lack wisdom. I was such a fool. I decided enough with knowledge. I will now seek wisdom and so that I can behave well. That's something that's not taught in school. The word of God teaches us wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 130, the entrance of his word bringeth light and gives understanding to the simple. Wisdom to the simple. The word simple is the word fool to the fool. The Bible is very diplomatic because it's simple. Yeah. The entrance, not the reading, 
the entrance, let the word enter. It brings light. Yeah. And gives understanding to the simple. That's why the Jews, they infuse them with the word so much that it brings understanding. When they grow up, they will do well. They will do well. Oh, your children, if they infuse with the word, when your child starts going to church, don't block him. Don't stop him. Don't distract her. Let them go. Just the presence of the word will enter one day. Buy Bible. Invest in it. Oh, clap for the Lord Jesus right now. Yeah. This will heal somebody's home. And that two-year-old who's screaming and throwing tantrums, they are testing your ability to bring them under control. Spank them at two. At two. If you don't do it at two, you start doing it at four, they wonder what's wrong here. That's when they go psychologically disruptive. Psychology has shown 18 months from there, they are responsible for their every action. They know what they are doing. 18 months. Yes, 18 months. I'm a physician. I'm a specialist. I'm a, I've done psychiatry, psychology. All of that you've done. So I don't let them go. I punish it. I will let you know it's wrong. They're throwing tantrums. You want your way. They're saying, I want my space. No, you have no space yet. Yeah. Sometimes the best thing is just ignore them. They won't die. You go and come. Ah, it will become music to my ears as I read. Until you are tired of crying. That's it. Clap for Jesus. Now. So it's the entrance of the word that brings light. And gives them, watch everybody. Let me tell you what's going to happen if you don't spank that child. Or if you don't discipline that child. Let me tell you. You're going to come here. Come here. Come. Spencer, come. Okay, you go and sit down. Devonia, come. Spencer, come. Is he, is he, is he this man? Is he this woman? Children, they are like a processing plant. Okay, watch this. You start from here, they get born. And then you know when you go to the factory, they are doing maybe a drink. So the bottle start from there. Washed, washed, empty. Then they, they put the syrup there. Then we go there. They put a fizzy something here. Then they move to the next stage. Then they put some water. Then they move. Then they put a sterilizer. Then they move. Then put it. And then finally they put the cork. And then they, somebody checks the leak. And then finally it's presented. And then they put in a pack in a box. And then the box is closed. Then the box is sealed. Then the box is labeled. Then finally it's for delivery. Assembly line is called. When children start at two. They are not ready for the assembly for the delivery. There are processes. If you don't do it, you're supposed to spank here. You didn't spank. It goes to next. It's too late now. It keeps going. Finally, it goes. It's going. It's going. It's going. And then now, they don't get spanked. Then they get to school. What the mother didn't do, there's still a fault. Somebody who has the right eyes will see, like the teacher. Now, they have to spank. But the school says don't spank. So you have to allow to go along the assembly line. Then they are going. They are still going. Still, that child doesn't know how to clean 
dishes, doesn't know how to cook, doesn't know how to talk to people, and they are going along. They are going along. Then sometimes somebody notices it because they can't spend, they have to call the police. Then police tries, but they don't know what, so they put the person in prison. Five years doesn't do anything and comes out. And then comes out now, has to finally, I put my eyes, I'm married. Then they married this woman. But as a boy, he's still what was supposed to be done at four years wasn't done. He's still defective at four-year level. So she may see it. This guy doesn't know how to clean, doesn't know how to do anything, throws everything everywhere. That's still a boy. That should have been done by the mother. Now the wife has to do it. Now marital problems at an old age has to treat. Sometimes they are counseling. The complaints they are bringing is a four-year-old complaint. It's a four-year complaint. Yeah. It's a four-year. It wasn't done. But the assembly plant, unfortunately, does not stop. Age does not stop. So you keep going. Your breasts are developed. You have nice hips, but you have empty head. And it comes and be delivered. Because your head is covered, we don't see there are no brains. It's chicken brain. But chicken brain with fine body has been married. Now you have to deal with the emptiness. That's when troubles come, problems come. Bosses have to fire you. Bosses have to rebuke you all the time. It's the mother's job, father's job that they didn't do on the assembly plant that has gone. It will be, you will have to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Go, go. I'm mature. Clap for the Lord Jesus. So parents, most mitral problems start with the parents when who didn't do their job. They set them up. Most people who are fired, they were fired because of their parents. Parents didn't do their I'm telling you. Or because the pastor didn't see such things. So they are being fired. They're losing their job all the time. Bosses are not bad. They just have been converted to parents. So they have to treat basic things. What am I was supposed to be preaching? Today? This is not a topic. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Yeah, you bring that word. He says, chastise your child. Why there is still hope? It's timing. There's timing to it. I discover many people. Children in adult body. I can assure you, but I can't tell. Oh, I can't tell them. I find ways of speaking. Oh, you should do this. What I say. I say, look. And these things, they also go into cycles. Because the parent does that's the same thing to the other child. Chasting your son while there is hope. Let not your soul spare for his crying. It means there's a certain time that there is no hope. There's no hope. There's no hope. Do you think prison does anything for anybody? You're joking. It just prevents you from manifesting your foolishness for five years. Just contain it. That's why they still murder in prison. Because the assembly plant is no longer there. But the time is going. You're going. You're still going. I'm sure you're very happy with this message. God bless you. Yeah. Amen. So this Friday, we are having couples Valentine retreat. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Yeah, all red. We are going to talk about moments 
in model marriage. Yeah, it's a very good, going to be a very beautiful ceremony right here at 7 p.m. On, on, on Friday or Saturday. Is it on Friday or Saturday? Lady Mas Devonia. If they want Saturday, we should. If it's oh singles, ah, it's Friday. Singles are on Thursday. We do singles before we do adults. Yeah. Singles are on Thursday. We are going out. Singles, we are going to University of Memphis. Uh, where, where is it? Which you, you see? Yeah, it's called we have the campus we have called sex, love, sex, beauty, and duty. It's at University of Memphis, UC, Poplar Room 308. Write it down. Come. Everybody who's single, come. I'm serious. Come. It will be fun. What? 17 what? It's 17 and up. 16. All right, all right. All right, let's, let's make it happen. 16. Yeah, fine. Seven, no, 17. Are you 16? Come. Come. Okay, special, special for you. Okay. You and your brother, come. Okay. So 16 and above. Okay. They know more than the 19 year olds. Let them come. Okay. Leanna, how old are you? Oh, oh, you, so you qualify? You qualify. You better come. Anyway. I mean, I want to do it for the preschoolers, pre-college people, like those who are uh, 17. Okay, 17 is the age, really, kind of, because they are just going to college, so they should be included. But if your mother wants you, you're 16, your parents want you to come, you are allowed to come. Okay, beautiful. So it's beautiful. I mean, look, it's $10 for entry, $10 only, okay, for the young people. For the adults, it's $50 per couple. That's $24, 25 each. For the married. For the married. For the married. Okay, Friday. Because it's a whole, you'll see, you'll see that it, there's a difference. All right, for the, for the married on Friday, it's at 7 o'clock. It's $50 per cup. That means $24 for per, each person. Okay, and come. It will be good food and good interaction, good questions answered. All the issues that bring disagreement irreconcilable difference we'll deal with them any question you want to ask I believe it to be a great lesson how many think it's going to be a powerful idea clap for the Lord Jesus and those who are not singles who are less than 16 less than 17 we will have yours on Saturday at 3 o'clock on Zoom clap for the Lord Jesus yeah at 3 o'clock on Zoom Saturday yes 3 o'clock 3 p.m. it's called Rising Stars service at three o'clock is, is this pastor not kind clap for the lord jesus yeah lorraine everything i've said do it to your son i'm serious hmm. <laughs> yeah amen i think it's good we all understand it right so 17 and above 16, 17 and above, we're going out, University of Memphis, okay, University of Thursday, this Thursday, at 7 p.m. at the room 30, room 201, 201, it's not popular though, okay, room 201, you see, University of Memphis, room 201, it's going to be fantastic, a lot of college kids and things will be there, all right, so come, 
And then on Friday evening, 7 p.m., the same thing, right here, it will be decorated. We'll have beautiful music, ambience, good food, fragrance, flowers, roses, petals. Ah, it will be fantastic. Clap for the Lord Jesus. And everybody will be in red. And you walk in holding hands and coming gallantly. And it's called Moments with Model Marriage. And the theme is Together Forever. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Garrett, I'm expecting you. Amen. All right. <laughs> and then on Saturday, for all others, 3, 3 p.m. on Zoom. Amen. World Wide Web. Amen. Good. For a short time, I want to share with you. Amen. You've had enough word. All I'm saying by that is that when the word didn't do its job, you see where it ended. When the word of God does not do its job in your life, you also end somewhere. You have, because you are a Christian, but you have not been processed well. Okay? So from today, read the Bible. Read the Bible. Let the Bible enter you and let it change you to do something. Tomorrow is Genesis. We are starting. We've started two weeks, but you can start in chapter one. And read and write notes and do it every day. You will develop a taste for the Bible. In Jesus' name. Good. For a short time, for another few minutes, I want to just share with you, you know, something you know already, so I'm just revising with you. Remember the beginning of the year? What was the theme for the year? Our year of what? Work. 2024. Our year of work. You had all the things, so I'm just going to run through the words, the points with you, and then we'll close, okay? And then Prophet our Bishop started by sharing with us that in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, that, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abund may have, may abound unto every good work. What have they brought? 2 Corinthians 9, 8, will abound unto every, so God says that he will make all grace abound towards you. Grace means undeserved favor. Grace means supernatural help that you didn't earn. You know, something that makes you do something, helps you to do something. Okay, grace. Okay, it's a help. Grace is help. Huh. God says to make that all grace, any form of grace, abound towards you in particular, to come in your direction. Why? For what? So that you will have all sufficiency in all things to do one thing, to abound in every good work. Every good work. Every good work. May grace abound towards you. May you do good works in Jesus' name. Alright? Good works. So, good works, you see, the original work that God caused us to do is in the Bible. Now, why is it important to work? Some of us don't believe in work. Some of us believe in work. But work is important. Why? Why is it good that this is our year to work? Number one, because work is better than rest. Okay? Work is better than rest. It's a privilege to have some work to do. Especially working for the Lord. Amen. It's a privilege to have something to do for God. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 9, the Bible says six days 
you shall labor. You shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In that seventh day, you shall do no work. You shan't do any work. Okay? In it, thou shalt not do any work. You or your son or your daughter or even your servants, nor your maidservants, nor your cattle, nor your strangers, that is within thy gates. It means that when you are home and you are coming to church on the Sabbath, everybody must come. Don't leave your spouse. Don't leave your children. Don't leave your siblings. Or it's a Sabbath day. Six days you shall work. Seven days. Seven days you should give it to the Lord. Because why? Why? The next verse explains why. Verse 11. Because in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Amen. The Sabbath day is special. Anybody who takes a Sabbath piece well, does very well. Okay. Now, so think about it. God worked six days and rested one day. What percentage is that? That's about 85%. You should be working about 85% of the time and resting 15 do you know it's better to work than to rest? Anytime I go to work and I'm tired, do you know what I tell myself to encourage me? I tell myself, it's better to be tired than to be hungry. Ali is not nodding, but she's an employer and a human resource person, so she knows what I'm talking about. It's better. It's better to be tired and to be hungry. Have you been hungry to sleep before? Bryson, when you get tired at work, tell yourself it's okay. Anytime I'm tired at work, I said, when I go home, I'll sleep. I'll sleep. It's better to work than to rest. Write it down. It's better to be tired. In fact, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 12, is that verse 12, I think, says the sleep of a laboring man is sweet. Yeah, when you're tired and you sleep, it's sweet. When you're hungry and you sleep, you get nightmares. When you like sleep, tiredness is good. It's good. So, I like to work. Yesterday, I was with the young people. After I took all the young people out, they took me to something they called the escape room. I couldn't escape. As I was yawning, they said, I'm not sure. I, would. I said, I want to come along. I want to be a young Solomon. I went with them to escape room. We escaped. We did everything. Everything they did, I also did. They jump, I jump. They move, I move. Hey, it's not easy. When they finished, I'd been doing the camp, not rest. Then they, I thought it was over. They were going to, now that I've escaped, they will let me escape. Then they said, no, we have to go for dinner. Dinner at 10 p.m. Look, look at this. This is uh, me with them. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Beautiful. I took them. Your children, I will father them with you by the grace of God. I'm telling you. No child will fail in this church. In Jesus. No child by the grace of God. No child. Unless you take them. But they will not fail. Yeah. Every problem, every conveyor belt and whatever chain, 
will discover them and deal with them before you deliver them by God's grace. They take things very well. This girl, I'm not afraid of her at all. This girl, I can spank her by the grace of God. Now, and I'm, you know, the right to spank a child comes from your love for the child. Let me say that. Sometimes, the reason why your child doesn't take good spanking is because you have not loved. Many parents don't hug their children. There's no church member I have not hugged in this church. No church member. Mm. If I haven't had you, you are new. Yeah. Yeah. You need to love to end the power to reprimand. But what I'm saying is that the sleep of a laboring person, and then they went, they took me at 10 o'clock to go and eat. Yeah. And I was eating the food, was not coming, and I was feeling sleepy. I said, no, I have to do it. When I went home, almost 12, and I slept, I didn't wake up. I mean, the dreams were nice. <laughs> Hallelujah. The sleep of a laboring man is sweet. I woke up excited. Look at me. I have energy again to start. I'm sure today too, they said today, 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 today I will run away from them. I told them Super Bowl, we will eat. They said they are going to eat. By the time Super Bowl finished, they will tell me that, okay, now we're starting the games. The game, television game is over. Now let's bring this, let's bring board game. That's how they are. They stayed in my heart. Oh, that, oh my goodness. But it's a blessing. Let me tell you why it's a blessing. Because God worked for six days and rested one day. Let me tell you something. The blessing, riches come, does not only come from God. All Christians who sit down lazy and expect God to do, let me tell you, Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22, Bible says that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and add no sorrow. It's true. God's blessing makes you rich. May God bless him and enrich you in Jesus' name. Rich. The blessing of the Lord, that's what? Makes rich. I believe in it. I believe in it. And the blessing of the Lord is upon my life. But the same chapter that says the blessing of God, that Christians stop at that and lazily sit without working. That chapter also says in verse 4, chapter 10 verse 4, it says, He that dealeth with a slack hand shall be poor, but the hand of the diligent also makes what? Rich. Clap for the Lord Jesus. So not just the blessing, but the hard-working hand makes rich. Unbelievers work hard without the blessing of God. They become rich too. Yeah. Christians, they sit down. The blessing will come. God's blessing does not work on lazy hands. Even Job, God told Job that in Job chapter 1, I believe in verse number 10 or 9 or 10, he said, the Lord said, I've covered you around, shielded you, everything that around you and all the people there. And he said, I've blessed the works of his hands and his goods have increased on the land. God's blessing is on the hand of the diligent. He blesses the works of the hands. He blesses the hands, not the lazy hands, the works of a blessed hand, diligent. Don't sit down and expect to be rich. You will be poor. You don't need a prophecy to know that. You will be poor. Find a job. Work it. 
the beautiful thing is that the unbeliever only has the diligent hand but you have the blessing of the lord you combine the blessing of the lord on your diligent hand you are better off than the unbeliever who is working hard work hard of an unbeliever and work hard of a believer you have the you are double rich because the hand of a diligent man makes rich the labor of a diligent the diligent hand make it rich the blessing of the Lord make it rich. When you combine the two, the believer has double riches. Clap for Jesus. So I believe in the blessing of the Lord. I believe in hard work. This work, I work very hard. This church, by the grace of God. And the shepherds, they work very hard. When you go home, we are here till night. Yeah. Some of you have visited you so late. Spent so long time with the church members are staying. You think it comes by easy? Oh, just pray. Blessing. Enter the church. You are joking. You're joking. Find work. Let the work of the Lord fill your hands. Yeah. Now, let me tell you the difference. Also, now that you know the hand of the diligent makes rich, the blessing of the Lord. When God created the heaven and the earth, huh? let me give you the second point. So, do you understand? Do you agree that work is good? So, work is good. So, you know, when your parents send you to school, what are they looking for? A degree? Let me ask the parents. Your daughter is going to school. When you finish and it brings a paper, that's all, right? That's all you're looking for, nothing else. No, sir. What are you looking for? What do you want her to have? Why are you taking her to school? I want to be successful in life. Through what? Work. You want her to go and work? But she has, she has a certificate. So why the work? He has a degree. Degree does not give you money. It's the working with the degree. That's the reason why parents and they'll become ladies, gentlemen, not to sit down. Ah, my child is educated and is in my kitchen. No. You even drive them out. It's work. It's work. It's work. Everything is tailored. You, the prisoners, who don't work. But they are tired. They want to come out and work. Do you know that when you go on pension and you, don't, you go retire cold turkey and you don't work, in two years, 50% of them die. Like you retire at 65 or 60, whatever, from active service and you don't find something to do. You just retire cold turkey and you sit down. Two years time, you will die. 50% will die. And it's not because of anything, because they didn't work. God wants us to work. Work is good. But rest on his Sabbath. Clap for the Lord Jesus. It's the people who don't work who have issues. In the book, you know, in the book of Matthew chapter 25, you realize that the, the talent, God gave 10 talents, 5 talents, 2 talents, and 1 talent. Those who used their talents and traded, they got more. The one who had one talent hid it under. God called him, you lazy drone. You are wicked. And he suffered gnashing and weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. There's a lot of pain that comes with not working. I beg you. Yeah. Find a job. And see how God will bless your hand. 
God will bless your hand. I see God blessing you. I see God blessing you. I see God blessing you. Pastor Richard had one joy. I said, find another one. Yeah, today he's rich by the grace of God. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Number two. Now, when I'm saying work, let me explain the two types of work. Say two types of work. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 to 20. Then the Lord God took the man and put him, New King James, in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. This was God's creation. Within the first six days, he created, and the last person he created was man. When he created man, he said, no, man, you can't be sitting down like that. I've been working so much. Join me in the work. So he gave man, till the ground, tend the garden and keep it. Tell someone, tend and keep. You can have it if you work it. Tend the garden. God's garden. He gave it to the man. And he even gave him a helper. And he said, man was alone. I'll give him somebody to help him with the work that I've given. That was the original job. God's kingdom. God's garden. God's church. God's plan. Where God worked. God created us to work with him. And all the animals God had made, he gave Adam and Eve, name them, name them. I've given you work. Work in my garden, work in my kingdom. Man was never supposed to work for himself. Man was not supposed to work for any boss. The only boss was God. That was the original creation. Chapter number two. And God gave Adam a helper. A helper. Help to what? To work in the garden, in the kingdom with God. And then when... God saw that. But then the next verse, the Lord took the man and put him in the garden. Then the next verse, verse, verse huh, says, and the Lord God commanded the man of every tree and all that. And the Bible says, and the Lord blessed him and said, be fruitful, multiply. Anyway, God blessed. That's the blessing of the Lord. Now watch this. After that, in chapter 3, Satan entered the garden and deceived Adam and Eve from disobeying God. God cast them out of the garden because of that. Now watch what happened. Genesis chapter 3. Then he said, Adam, have you eaten the tree? He said, oh man. He said, the woman that you gave me. And then, Eve, what have you done? What is it? So the serpent beguiled me and I did eat and gave to my husband. Now, Genesis chapter 3 verse 17. Then God said to Adam in the curse, because you have heeded to the voice of your wife and have eaten the tree of which I commanded you to, saying you shall not eat, cursed is the ground for your sake. Eh? In toil you shall eat. Give me King James. He said, in the sweat of your face. King James. See how I'm sweating. In the sweat of your face. Curse the ground and say, in sorrow shall you eat all the days of your... Where is in the sweat of your... <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. And he said, verse 19, In the sweat of your face shall you eat bread till, till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken dust thou art and dust thou shall return. Mercy. 
And in fact, let's read the thing again from verse 17. Curse shall be the ground for your sake. In toil shall you eat of it all the days of your life. Verse 18. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herbs of the field. Then, verse 19, in the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. Ladies and gentlemen, believe me. In fact, believe the Bible. Working for yourself was not part of God's plan. It was a result of the curse. You better believe it. <laughs> Man was never supposed to work for yourself. You were supposed to work for the Lord and with the Lord. It was because we were kicked out of the garden. Everything was provided. That now we have to till the ground, sweat to eat bread. So, when you are selfish and everything is work for yourself, you are operating in 100% of the result of the curse. That's how it is. And everybody has to work. And it's good. So long as we remain on land. But combine it with the blessing of the original blessing. The original work was to work for the Lord. Yes. Stay working in the garden and get the blessing that came. It will ameliorate the curse of the work out there for yourself. It's okay to work because that's the nature. Nobody should stop working. But I can assure you, work on the outside is not the original plan. Join yourself to the workforce of the church and enter the original plan of God. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Find something to do in the garden. Because ultimately, that's what is going to happen to all of us working for the Lord. That's why I will never stop working for the Lord. I have my job, and it's not a bad job. God's favor has kept me. God's favor is causing me to. The blessing of the Lord will make rich. And a lot of the blessing comes when you serve the Lord in his garden. Be mindful and be part of God's work. It's our year of working for the Lord. Work for the Lord all day long. Whatever job you find for yourself, fine. The curse is not about to go now. It will only go when the whole earth is redeemed. A new earth and a new heaven will come when this one goes away. But until then, we'll work. You need to. It's part of what has happened. What has happened has happened. But don't forget the original plan. Join God. Join his workforce. Enjoy it. And it will be a blessing. Find something to do in the church. Jarvis, you can't come and go, come and go because of your job. You can't. Find something in the house to do. Ruth, Find something. Connect yourself. I'm telling you honestly. Working for God has a blessing that you will never have working out there. Combine the blessing of working for God. Yeah. When the prodigal son came, the brother was working for his father. He was working with a citizen outside there. Where did it lead him? Things perished. But when he saw, he became, Bible says he came to his senses. He came back home and he saw his brother still working in the kingdom. He said, Father, give me. He didn't even say, he said, give me, give, make me one of your hired laborers. Yeah. When he returned from the world there, somebody who's out there said, just doing work, no work here, has seen the difference. He got an inheritance and went out there and wasted it. When he came back, he said to his father, his brother was still working with his father. He said, make me one of your hired servants. Make me one of the hired servants. 
you should ask pastor can you make me one of the high servants in the, in the church what can I do what can I do here can I be a cleaner can I do the media can I join the choir can I join the film stars can I join the dancing stars not just warm the pew with heat that we already have contracted MLGW to give us heat from your bottom we don't need it air conditioner can do a better job than your bottom your blessing should not be taken by MLGW make me one of the hired seven tell somebody this is the original blessing this is the original job clap for Jesus this is the original I can assure you you will find out too late that is the original Revelation 14 13 the Bible says and I heard a loud voice from heaven speak from an angel and what were his words Revelation 14 13 says that I mean blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from henceforth yay say the Spirit of God that they may rest from all their labors and their works do follow them. Work in something that is applicable on earth and applicable in heaven when you die. When I was coming from Ghana to America, I had been married and we had gotten a lot of money because I married a jackpot girl. She sang for bishop. So all Lighthouse congregation knew her. So when I married her and they came for the wedding, on the Saturday, all offering is for the couple. So the offerings came to us and I became rich overnight. We bought everything that we needed to buy. Young couple. Microwave. Microwave had just arrived at that time. Microwave. Refrigerator. Everything. You mention it. Deep fryer. Everything. DVD. DVR had just come around that time. We bought one. We bought one everything then I got a program in the United States to come and do medicines to specialize what you will do with the things the voltage was 240 in Ghana it was 110 in America I couldn't bring anything everything I just kept keep because I needed to come for the program quickly so people wouldn't buy it because it was expensive it was a rich man who had bought these things from offerings that dear people gave because I married jackpot don't tell her I'm not a fool anyway but I made her happy by the grace of God I left everything the only thing that I could bring to America was the DVD DVR do you know why I didn't even know it was so expensive but I had enough money I said my wife said well let's buy that I said no let's buy this let's buy this why not it's that dual voltage I bought it expensive that's the only thing that came to America. Because it had 240 volt and 110. Everything else I kept. Every work you do, you will keep here. The only thing that will enter your records in heaven is what you did for the Lord. Yeah, clap for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Our year of work. Buy dual voltage work. Dual voltage. Do dual... Use your muscle for dual voltage results. What I'm doing, when I finish here tomorrow, you'll see me here eh, in my work. And I'm very, very good with the scope. Internal surgery. I don't use knife. We use loops and snares and things to cut tumors and to fix bleeding. That's the job that I learned here. 
But this one is a heavenly job. This is what God looks on to bless me. And this year is a year to connect to this kind of dual voltage thing. Your job is good, but it was a result of disobedience. It was un unfortunate that you have to work. God doesn't want, God wants you, when you join him, to still feel like, no, somebody is taking care of you. God is taking care of you. By what you are doing for him, he still wants to take care of you. By reason of what you do in his kingdom. And let the world also serve you. But that dual voltage activity is what matters. So as you are standing here, emceeing instead of being in a club, yeah, you are setting yourself up for the blessings of the Lord that make it rich and add no soul. What I'm doing, I've never collected a dime from you, but I've received more than you could have given me. The silver and the gold belong to the Lord. Work for the Lord all day long. It will give you satisfaction. Jesus Christ said in Luke chapter 2 verse 49, Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? It's time to be about the father's business. It's time to join the people of God in the work. Don't be in the secret service agency. Join the armies for real. Get something, my brother. Join something. Instrumental team, media team, cleaning team, something. It's a secret. The works of my hands, I will carry the favor of God. God rewards you. He said in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10, God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor out of love which you have shown towards his name in that you have served or ministered to the Lord towards his name and that you have ministered to his saints his people. You've served them and you continue to do so. That's why I do what I do. You will never pay me that I'll take. The day you tell me I'll, to give me a salary, I'll find another church. God pays me better than you can pay me. Anything you do, God rewards you. Buy the dual voltage work for the Lord. Join the force. Yesterday, young people here, they signed up and they said they are going to be fruitful for the Lord. Today, I'm going to meet all of them and give them their job descriptions. Yeah. All the young people who woke up, even anybody who came up to the front and signed up, that last me that you took the oil. Please, I'm meeting you right in the master's seat, right after church. We'll discuss it. May God give you that dual voltage job. May God set you up. When the world says no, God will say yes. I lost a job, God fixed me again. He will fix you. He knows how to pay you better than the world will pay you. He will bring you fulfillment in your children, fulfillment in your marriage, fulfillment in your job, fulfillment in your health. Just don't be a secret service agent. One person was asked, Ah, you, I don't see you among the armies of God doing anything. And he said, Oh, yeah, it's true. So, so how? So I'm in the secret service agency. Me that I don't mean you know I'm just underground. I don't do anything. You will never be like that. Put your hands together and rise to your feet. Hallelujah. Our year of work. Our year of work. Put your hand on your heart, please.
Are you blessed? Turn to somebody and ask the person, which part of the army do you serve in? Or are you a secret service agent? And as a person, by the way, do you operate dual voltage or you are just one-sided? As a person, let them tell you which part of the army they are working with. Don't give up. Don't just let them look away. Tell them. Tell them. If they are not signed, tell them, sign up. Sign up. Tell them, be smart and sign up somewhere. Be smart. Ah, they haven't signed up. Arrest them. Sign them up. Anybody who can't tell, say, I'm arresting you. Tell them, they are signing up after church. Join them. They are signing up after church. Barbara, please set up a table at the back. Put your table there. When you finish, Barbara, I'm serious. Put a table up. Whenever you finish, all of you, believe me, remember that when I left, <laughs> if it wasn't that for DVDDVR, I would have that come nothing to America. Yeah. You are very blessed to hear this message. So when you finish, sign up. Say, change my name from secret service agent to the army of the Lord. Rank officer for music. Rank officer for dancing. Rank officer for cleaning. Rank officer for welcoming. Rank officer for children's church. Rank officer for media, video, computer. Rank officer for what again? Film stars, what? Pathology. Hospitality. Aha, uh -huh. people who hospitalize you. Yeah. <laughs> Hospitality and events. Like as we are organizing the things. The people, some of you are very good at organizing. Transportation. Transportation. Look, Pastor, when you finish and anybody needs transport, I'm here. I will stay. 30 minutes after the service or 15 minutes anybody who needs transportation i'm there and in the morning as i'm coming i can transportation team yes what else so winning prayer prayer warriors yeah what have i left out the choir the choir the praise and worship team yes culinary stars people who cook wow and teach the young people you know some young people young ladies have not learned how to cook as they were coming on the word what do you call it again what at the assembly line they, they didn't learn cooking and they're almost getting married we have the culinary stars who teach young ladies how to cook clap for the lord jesus how to cook this church has a lot for you by god's grace some of you your only job will be to bring people to smile it's a job you tell yourself every month at least i'll bring two people tell that we we are for church growth and so winning you can add it to it it's a job it's our year of work nobody will be here unemployed in the army of the lord no secret service agents clap for the lord jesus jesus christ said they brought him food he says i i, I don't need your food they said why have you eaten? he said no my you have no idea what i'm eating my meat is to eat is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work that's all that makes me happy. Christians who work for the Lord are happier 
than Christians who sit, just come and go. Christianity will be so, it's so boring when you are not active. I'm telling you, very boring. You can easily say God doesn't exist. But when you start working for the Lord, let me tell you, next week I'll tell you one of the advantages, you get close to God. Because the Bible says, henceforth I don't call you servants. Because you serve me, I've made you my friend. Become, watch anybody who works in the church, they become closer to God. Anybody you work with, you become closer with the person. The reason I don't know your boss is because I don't work in your company. By the day I work in your company, I'll be close to that supervisor. Anybody who works there, you get closer, watch it. Don't just come to church. Join the original plan for man. Till the ground and keep it. Don't just keep it, but till and keep it. This job is our job, not my job. Jesus Christ said, I must be about my father's. It's your father is my father. The prodigal son said, sign me on again. Make me as one of the people you've hired to work here. You will never be a prodigal son. You will never be a wasteful son. You will sign up I, and you will be blessed. That's my job so that I can get you connected. May God bless you. Lift up your hand and say, Lord, bless this hand with diligence. Sign this hand up and bless this hand. Whatever you can let me do in this church, let me not walk out the same. I am tired of being selfish. Working for myself has brought the fulfillment. Now, in addition, I want to work for you. My original destiny was to work for you and with you. I am back like the prodigal son. Sign me up! so that I can feel the blessing in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Now while you're standing with all eyes closed, if you are here, this is your perhaps first time here or you've been here, but you've never given your life to Jesus. You want to give your life to Jehovah and say, Lord, I surrender. Take my life and let it be consecrated to you. From today, lead me and give me that version that you wanted. I want to give my life to you. Oh, you've been here, but you've not really given your life to Christ properly. You want to rededicate your life to Christ. If you're here like that, just lift up your hand. You want to give your life to Jesus in surrender. God bless you. Father, bless that hand. Bless that hand that's lifted. You are here. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your hand wherever you are. God bless you. God bless you. Bless that hand. Now, your hand is up, brother. I want to pray for you. Come. Brother, come. I want to pray. Clap for, clap for him. Come, come this way. Clap, clap, clap. Stand facing me here. Lift up your hand. Let me pray for you. Now, all of you, repeat after me. Repeat after me, my brother. God will bless you so much. Let's all say this, and brother, say it after me. Almighty Father, I chose to come to you. I've thought it through, and I know exactly what I'm doing. I know I'm a sinner, but that's not the point. You are righteous. I want to associate with you. I want to give my life to you. I surrender to you. Forgive me for all my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He died for me, and God raised him from the dead. By this faith, 
I am born again. I am a child of God. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and write my name in the book of life. I will obey you. I will serve you. I refuse to serve Satan. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Father, bless your son with eternal salvation, with supernatural blessing. Sign him up in the book of life and in the army of the Lord forever. Deliver him from every tormenting spirit and let him become new and blessed as an inheritance from Jacob to Israel in Jesus' mighty name. Wow, weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.